0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be comfortable. Good morning. Good morning. Feels like Christmas, doesn't it? <laughs> we just here? Well, we yeah we were just here, and because it is Christmas. I love. I've told the story. You've heard me tell the story. My favorite memory. One of my favorite memories of being priest here, is coming back and uh, having chapel with the preschoolers right after their Christmas break. It was still like January 3rd or 4th. And I kept saying, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And finally, one honest little four-year-old said, "Father A.J., Christmas is over. (laughs) But it's not over, is it? Twelve days. We get to celebrate this for twelve days. And it's important that we celebrate it all 12 days. It's important also that we hear not just the birth story, the nativity story from, uh, Matthew, uh, from Mark and Luke, or even Matthew. We're going to get to that too next Sunday. But to hear it from John's perspective. Notice John's perspective. This is the birth story. You just got it. Did you hear anything about angels or shepherds or wise men? Heavenly host, not so much, right? Two sentences. The beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's some clue. And then later on we hear, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among them. Not a lot of details, is it? Yeah, because John, you see, John's Gospel, the, the evangelist, John is not worried so much about uh, explaining as he is proclaiming. We don't get details. We get meaning and significance. And to get that, we look a little bit further into the less quoted, because, you know, I love, I love all of the prologue of John's gospel. I love the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. But there's another part in there that I want to talk about today, the part where John says, but all that believed in him, all who received and welcomed this word made flesh, were given power to become children of God. They were given power to be born not of blood or the flesh or of the will of man but of God, power to become children of God. God, John doesn't tell us so much about how the incarnation happened. John tells us what's the big deal that it did happen. And the big deal is that this joining of heaven and earth gives us the power, enlightens us to the truth that we are children of God. And that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, he talks about being adopted. And if heirs, then we're part of this kingdom of God. Children of God. There was a story earlier in December about Michael Clark Jr. He was uh, um, five years old at the time. And um, he had been um, he was welcomed, received into the home of this couple who were there. I think they were in their early 40s. They didn't have any children. And they decided that they could be a foster home. And so they went through all the classes. They got all the licensing or met all their background checks. And then they waited. Kind of sounds like Advent a little bit. And um, and they waited. And then, while the the husband of the couple was out away on business, they got the call saying, "We have a four year old who needs immediate placement." And so they said, "Come on." So he got home, and there's this four year old in his house with his wife, and they immediately fell in love with this child, who's described as boisterous and gregarious, which I interpret to mean. <laughs> probably needs to be medicated. <laughs> but they welcomed him in and received him, and so did the school that he attended, to the point that in a year, he's five now, the family says, the, mom and the husband and wife say, we want to make this official. We want to adopt you. And so, they said, well, he, you know, Michael won't be in school tomorrow. He's going to, um, for the final adoption hearing. And the class decided that we want to be there for that. And one thing led to another, and they said, well, could we, could we get some parents to drive? And all the parents said, we'll skip work. We're coming. And they said, oh, well, then we probably need a bus. And the bus driver said, I'll drive you for free. So anyway, this five-year-old has this crowd of people at his adoption hearing all waving pink hearts pasted to a ruler. You know why? Because love rules. You get it? (laughs) See? Don't you love kindergarten teachers? And there are these pictures of this five-year-old boy just bursting with joy because what had described him is no longer the ultimate meaning. He's defined now. You see, he had been described as a foster child or someone who needed help or someone who... Those were all descriptors. Now, he is defined as the son of these two people. Being adopted is a big deal. Christmas is our adoption. We remember and that we are children of God. That is a big deal. We're no longer described. We are defined. That's how David Lowe's says it. He's a Lutheran pastor and theologian and scripture expert. Excuse me, scripture expert. That's what it says. The children's gospel moves us from descriptions to definitions. And there's other things about us uh, they're important, but they're, but they're partial, right? right? They're valuable, but they're, but they're incomplete, these things that describe us, right? I'm from New Orleans. I went to Brother Martin High School. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot more because that may be too... Per- but you know, there are things that describe <laughs> us. And then there are things that define us. Can we hold fast to this definition that we are children of God? Heirs through grace of God's kingdom. That's why Christmas is a big deal. Again and again. Not just 12 days, not just every year, but all the time. We have been adopted as God's children. Those other things that maybe people put on us to describe us, maybe the things that we use to describe ourselves, maybe the things that we use to describe those people, don't matter so much. First and foremost, we are children of God. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to suggest, and this is David Lowe's idea, so if you hate it, blame him. <laughs> But it's a little exercise to start the year, the calendar year. Anybody been thinking about exercising in 2020? <laughs> well, don't worry. This does not revolve, involve any uh, physical exercise. It's a spiritual exercise. A three-step spiritual exercise. You look in a mirror once a day. You're probably doing that already, right? Because y'all, can look, you're a good-looking group of people. This doesn't happen by accident. You spend a little bit of time in front of the mirror already today. So tomorrow, and preferably at the same time every day, because that becomes habit-forming, at the same time every day, you look in the mirror, and this is where it's going to get a little weird, and you say to yourself in the mirror, I am a child of God. That's step one. I am a child of God. And then, still looking at yourself in the mirror and hoping that no one's watching you, you say, I am deserving of love and respect. I am deserving. Therefore, if I am a child of God, I am worthy, I am deserving of love and respect. And the third step is, and God is working through me. Can you do that? Now I know it sounds a little bit like that Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley, right? Um, What is it? I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and darn it, people like me. So I know, I apologize for that. And yet there's something profoundly life-changing about that. It is claiming the truth of the gospel. I am a child of God. And as a child of God... I'm deserving of love and respect. And as a child of God and an heir with a share in the kingdom of God, I also have a responsibility. And God is working through me. Can you say those three things? We want to say it together? Ooh, y'all are so brave. I, I am a child of God. I am deserving of love and respect. God is working through me. Amen.